friend uh, Craig Elston, who is uh, suffering from the effects of COVID right now, he tweeted out his uh, his positive test yesterday, but is still going to join us on the phone. What a trip! You can't get COVID over the phone, so we are safely inoculated from Craig, but we're feeling good enough. He says he'll still join us. Uh, tweeted yesterday about the Corbin Burns situation in Milwaukee, that one of the kind of the underrated good qualities of A.J. Preller I in his need, term as general manager. I would say uh, not even, like, it should be absolutely celebrated. He doesn't play around no. with arbitration with his players. Because he, he has never once, as Padres general manager, and he said, oh, I, I don't even know, over since 2015, probably oh, so many. 60 or 70 players who've been eligible for arbitration over those years. Usually there's a handful each year, 5 to 10 every year. He has not once gone to arbitration hearing. He's never once argued against one of his own players and had to say, here's why you don't deserve what you think you deserve as a salary. Now, you know, they they come to an agreement at some point. It's usually a little bit more on the player's side. It's probably cost the Padres you know, a little bit over, you know, so let's say 80 players over the years. Yeah, it's going to cost 60, you a little 70, bit. 80, even if it's just 400000 here and 800000 there, you know, probably adds up to $20, 25000000 million over the years that he's uh, he's probably cost the franchise. But when you look at the potential consequences of going to arbitration with Corbin Burns, you can see why he goes with that strategy. Yeah, let's hear them. So, yeah, mean, so, it, so it's again, unreal. If you missed it, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Cor- Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in baseball, arbitration eligible. He was asking for, in arbitration, a salary, I believe, of $10.75 million. Yep. Ten million seven hundred fifty thousand. Doesn't that the, still feel like a bargain? Yeah, absolutely. The Brewers countered with just over $10 million, $10.01 million. 10, and they couldn't come to an agreement, so they went to an actual hearing in like a conference room, sitting across like almost like a judge's courtroom where an arbitrator decides between the two sides. They decided in favor of the Brewers. Uh, you know, he he got the lower salary, so the Brewers won. They saved three-quarters of a million dollars for this season. But here's what they ended up with as a result. At the hearing flew in the night before. Um, had the hearing all day Tuesday. Um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane. Um, got home at you know ten eleven o'clock and and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was that was fun. But um, yeah, you know, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the with the big league team, and um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you you contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just you know it's obviously it's tough to hear, it's tough to take, but you know they're trying to do what they can to win a hearing. Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they, they obviously, they won it. Um, but it, it, when it came down to, to winning or losing the hearing, it was, it was more than that for me. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player, especially a star player going to a hearing, that it creates just some maybe, not bad blood, but just some hard bad feelings blood. that weren't there before. Um, how, how do you guys repair that? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship is definitely definitely hurt from um, you know what what perspired over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, there's there, there's really no way of getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're professionals and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and I'm going to keep doing what I can every fight every fifth day that I go out there. 
but um, you know, when some of the things that are said that, um, you know, for instance, basically, basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. Oh. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously, they, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character, of, you know, person of who I was, but um, just the just the some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is is something that you know I think kind of disappointed everyone. I mean, it you couldn't botch something worse but to win that case for 700 grand to say well i mean corbin you know part of the reason uh that uh, we didn't make the postseason is because you struggled a little bit down the stretch um i'm seeing everyone on twitter uh brewers fans saying yeah maybe it's the fact that we didn't trade for an impact bat oh and by the way we traded josh Hader. um you know at the at the deadline so maybe that has something to do with it and you saw down the stretch who was their closer do you remember uh, Taylor Rogers. Yeah, and he blew like save after save after save that guys like Corbin Burns went in and busted their ass to make sure you had a lead to win those games. And Josh Hader probably comes in and, and, and closes those games out. And you find yourself in the postseason. Rosie, you could get knocked out in the first round. But hell, man, with what you guys had rolling out there, you still made the postseason. That's good. Think about it this way. After you just heard what Corbin Burns had to say, all right, we've we've gotten, hey, we good arbitration hearing, good fight, Corbin. Now let's uh, let's open discussions for a long term contract extension. How do you think that is going to go over? I'll pass with Corbin and his agent because that would be the next logical step for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, we we want to keep you around, Corbin. We want you to be a Brewer for a very long time. Let's open up some discussions on a long term deal. Um, no, thank you. At least for right now. Maybe maybe they can smooth things over. They get a whole they get a whole season here and. As uh, Corbin said, he's going to be a pro about it, and he'll go out and do his job every fifth day. But do you want a guy who's being a pro about it, or do you want a guy who's passionate about the uniform that he wears and the organization that he plays for? I mean, if you're talking over $700,000, I think the the uh, answer is pretty obvious of uh, what you want. And let's give this guy what he wants. And I can, you know, it's one thing if he goes, I want $25 million bucks, And they go, oh, we were prepared to offer you ten. And he's like, well, I mean, it's not happening. And now I'm really pissed. By the way, he is a $25 million a year pitcher. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, you look up and down baseball at some of the guys that are making. Uh, by the way, Sean Manaya and Mike Clevenger both make more money than Corbin Burns. Sean Manaya and Mike Clevenger make more money. Now, remember, it's not about necessarily who's the better pitcher. It's all about service time and whether or not you've hit free agency or how many years you've been in the system. I understand that, but... It really is about who is the better pitcher. It really, it should be. It should be about who's the better pitcher. You're talking seven hundred grand. You're not talking fifteen, twenty million bucks. I mean, you, you could almost see, hey, Corbin, like we're really trying to build something here from within, and we we want to make some moves at the deadline. We really can't afford to pay you twenty five. You know, maybe we can work something out down the road. He wasn't asking for twenty five. He was asking for ten seven, and you said no. We want to do ten. It's just to to let that guy be that upset over a pittance in Major League Baseball is absurd. Our number for uh, Take on Woods, if you want to play our game here in about a minute, it's 833-288-0973. Woods has been vulnerable these last couple of weeks. Chance to qualify for our grand prize getaway to Las Vegas in our musical trivia game, 833-288-0973. John Heyman just tweeting two minutes ago. Have to wonder whether Ace Corbin Burns will stay long-term in Milwaukee after team makes the unfathomable decision to take him to arbitration and win a seemingly unwinnable case. It just seems like it, sometimes you look at it and you go, hey, 
there are times when you say, you know what, man, the organization, you're going to have to put your trust in them. They know what they're doing. We've had to do that here. You've had to accept things over the years and say, I, I don't see it now, but I, I'm going to choose to accept it because maybe it'll help us long term. Every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Jane knows that you don't do that to your star pitcher. Everybody. If the, if the fans know it, why doesn't the general manager know it? What are you trying to accomplish there other than saving seven hundred grand? we have already heard a recommendation that one team in the NL West goes after Corbin Burns. Would it even be possible if the, if the Brewers decide this is an unsavable situation, we need to get something for him? Could A.J. Preller figure out a way to put together a prospect package, probably unload some salary the other way to stay under the third level of the luxury tax yep. and still land Corbin Burns in like a, a trade deadline deal later this year. I don't know. I mean, I mean, imagine not thinking he could do he's it. He's as creative as anyone out there as a general manager. I mean, I'm, I'd make that call yesterday. All so. right, let's get to it. It is time to play some Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Woods. Wood. All right, we're going to go with uh, Roger as today's contestant. Roger, thanks for calling in this morning. How have you been? Good morning, guys. It's been a while. Good morning. Yeah, it has. But uh, you are in as our contestant today. Uh, the prize this month, the grand prize, a trip to Las Vegas, two-night stay at the Westgate, spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa, and... VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. Home of legendary Vegas fun. Must be 21 or up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Rogers won this game before. Woods has left the studio, so you'll go ahead and freely pick your category here. Your choices, Philly Special, um, answers that have something to do with the city of brotherly love. I chart five bands and artists that begin with the letter I, and our new category, the when is now. Five song titles that begin with the word when. So, Roger, Philly Special, I chart, or the when is now. What would you like to play? Well, let's go ahead and get the Philly Special off the board. Thank so you. I'll go ahead That's and go been there. Sitting there for a while. <laughs> okay, so here's how this one works. All of the answers have something to do with the city of brotherly love or their Super Bowl-bound football team. Of course, they're not bound anymore. They've already played in the Super Bowl and lost, but that was, uh, you know, last week. That was accurate. All right, 60 seconds to answer as many of the five. We always start with the two-second song. Polly will play short clip. You need to give me the title and the artist to score the point. We'll go from there. Roger, you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. All right, time on the clock. The category is the uh, Philly Special. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Roger. Let's take on Woods. That's the Eagles, one of these nights? Correct. Which Bruce Springsteen hit was written for a Tom Hanks movie that won Best Original Song Oscar in 1994? Uh, That's from the movie Philadelphia. Passed. Which famous American composer was responsible for the Liberty Bell, Stars and Stripes Forever, and over a hundred other well-known marches? John Philip Sousa. Correct. First written in 1960 and recorded by the Everly Brothers, which song with a two-word title is best known for a cover version by the Scottish hard rock band Nazareth in 1975? Pass. Which Elton John song was written as a favor to Billie Jean King for her 1974 World Team Tennis Squad? 
Philadelphia Freedom. Correct. Which Bruce Springsteen hit written for a Tom Hanks movie won Best Original Song Oscar in 1994? Is it Streets of Philadelphia? It is. Uh, first written in 1960 and recorded by the Everly Brothers. Which song? Time is up, but you did get four correct out of the five. So you got One of These Nights by the Eagles, like the Philadelphia Eagles, Streets of Philadelphia, the Liberty Bell from John Philip Sousa. The one you didn't get, uh, Nazareth, is Love Hurts, like Jalen Hurts. And then you got Philadelphia Freedom. Tough category. Good score, though, Roger. Put you on hold and see how Woods does with the same five questions. He will not get the category. Don't know how much of a difference it'll make in this one. Roger's score is locked in, Woods. Already dropped two games this week. Will it be a third? You've never lost three in a row before. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Roger. Uh, one of these nights, the Eagles. Correct. Which Bruce Springsteen hit written for a Tom Hanks movie won Best Original Song Oscar in 1994? It's for Jerry Maguire. Um, to let you in her house. That one. Uh, come back to it, Pat. Which famous American composer was responsible for the Liberty Bell, Stars and Stripes Forever, and over a hundred other well-known marches? Um... You suck, man. Um, not you, me. Steven Souza. Incorrect. First written in 1960. John Peter Souza. Also incorrect. First written by 1960 and recorded by the Everly Brothers. Which song with a two-word title is best known for a cover version by the Scottish band Nazareth in 1975? Love Hurts. Correct. Which Elton John song was written as a favorite of Billie Jean King for her 1974 World Team Tennis Squad? I pass. I don't know. Which Bruce Springsteen hit written for a Tom Hanks movie the... won Best Original Song Oscar in 1994? Secret Garden. Incorrect. The and, Garden. Uh, no, it's You've lost again. You've lost again as Roger got four right and is in the hopper for the grand prize run. Kill me. So the the category was all about Philadelphia and the Eagles. It was from last week. Is it Philadelphia? special. So it's Streets of Philadelphia. Streets of Philadelphia. Uh, John Philip Sousa, not John Peter Sousa, (laughs) not not Stephen Sousa. He was a baseball player. (laughs) Uh, You got Love Hurts for Jalen Hurts and then Philadelphia Freedom was uh, the name of Billie Jean King's tennis team. Well, <laughs> Wrote the song for them. So once again, Woods loses, which means it'll be now next Wednesday by the time he chooses another <laughs> Daily Diddy song. But congratulations, Roger. You're Daily. in the hopper. You get the Daily Diddy. This is, uh, may, we may have to start giving you the category again just to give you a, <laughs> a chance in these games, Woods. I mean, you went weeks sometimes without losing. This is incredible. Yeah, everybody hits a rough patch. Yeah, no, it's Hopefully just that part of the arbitration hearing anytime yeah. soon. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, well, you lost. Uh, you had way too many I was qualifiers. The, I'm like the most dominant take on Woods in, in the history. Yeah, well, I was just like, well, we're going to have to dock you. You lost three in yeah. a row. That cost one yourself week a lot February. of dough. And we had to send people to Vegas. Well, I mean, you're going to send somebody anyway. I just made it worse for everybody that's qualifying. I mean, it's your, maybe it's spring training for you. You're still... Getting warmed up or something for the I feel season? Like it. I don't know what's wrong with I don't me. know. All right, we got Don't Do This coming up next. Time to ring my beloved wife's favorite bell, the misogyny bell. Is it possible to acknowledge the misogyny, but also kind of secretly I, I mean, let go? Good luck on your last day on the radio here. Okay, ben. fine. Just canceled, uh, canceled ASAP. Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's check traffic on 97.3 The Fan.
Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. You can log in to listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app or at 97.3thefansd.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Coldplay's sold-out show at Snapdragon Stadium on September 27th. Every hour you listen, now through February 19th, equals one entry in the contest. Really, you don't have to do anything. You nope, just have to just do listen. what you normally do, and that is listen to this radio station. All right, I'll get us started on Don't Do This. and uh, This one's like a year old, but... Uh, the, the, the bill is coming due for Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, as well as Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Chris Lamons and two other men who were indicted yesterday by a grand jury after assaulting a man at a Las Vegas nightclub back at the Pro Bowl of last year, February of 2022. I remember kind of talking about this story when it happened, and the justice system moves somewhat slowly uh, but the wheels of justice are turning, and Kamara, one of the guys indicted, he also had a civil lawsuit filed against him by the victim, uh, Darnell Green Jr., who is the man who says he was attacked. The lawsuit alleges Kamara, the three other men, beat Green and stomped on him when he was on the floor unconscious outside of a nightclub on the morning of February 5th, 2022, the night before the Pro Bowl. He's seeking $10 million dollars. Uh, and punitive damages as well in a jury trial. So now he's also facing the actual legal system as well. Not good news for Alvin Kamara, five-time pro bowler. No, not at all. And uh, here we go. Tiger Woods, what a uh, triumphant return to the golf course yesterday. And uh, somebody captured this, and I thought at first it was a joke. Uh, But no, it turns out it was real. So on uh, he's playing with Justin Thomas. And who else was in his group? Was Rory? Rory? Yeah. And uh, Tiger smokes one past Justin Thomas off the tee. And he walks up and it looks like he hands him a little something. Now, at first I thought it was cash because it looked like it was a little green. Like, hey, thanks for letting me get one by you. Here's 100 bucks from the old man. Nope. No, it was not cash. It, it was a tampon that he handed him. And uh, as you can imagine, folks are very... Very up in arms about it, and uh, my wife Hannah, probably one of them. Um, the misogyny bell, as uh, you guys have heard before, is something that is rung in my house from time to time as she's trying to, um, you know, smooth me out a little bit. Smooth out some of the rough edges, if you will. What would have been a better way for Tiger to humiliate Justin Thomas. <laughs> Didn't he already do that by outdriving him on one leg? Probably. I mean, if a guy he almost... Wanted to d- he was trying to find a way to dig... Yeah, to dig dig, dig in. Dig in a little bit more. So and the, after, uh, watching, after watching the first episode of Full Swing with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and seeing the levels of trash talks that you get between some of these PGA Tour players, 
you sort of understand where Tiger's coming from here. The premed- what he's trying to do. The premeditation, though, of grabbing a tampon and putting it in your pocket and playing golf with it and being like, just in case I outdrive Ben today, I'm going to slide him over a tampon. I Obviously, this can't be the first time he's ever done this. I don't think this it is. is. A, this is a routine that Tiger has clearly pulled before. So listen, obviously it's in poor taste. I mean, it's in poor taste. It is. It's in poor taste. I'm not personally offended by it. I'm not a woman that has periods. So I understand why people are mad, certainly. Um, and this is part of the... We were watching Sandlot the other day, a couple weeks ago, and my wife walked in the room just as the chunky catcher goes, you play ball like a girl. And my wife was livid. Livid. And I said, I get it. I get it. You know, Bo's laughing. I'm like, right, buddy, you can't, you, know, you can't say that. You know, trying to smooth out the edges, Benjamin. Right? Just smoothing out the edges. It's an off-color joke. And by the way, Tiger is known, at least privately, as extremely off-color. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, this is not... They all are. This is not... You shouldn't be shocked by the fact that Tiger... Don't go, oh my, I can't believe straight-laced Tiger Woods would pull something like this. I think we know about Tiger not not being straight-laced. That's a good point. There's, there's reams and reams of... For around a decade, everyone thought yeah. straight-laced Tiger wouldn't do something like this. But this is very, actually, on-brand and, for and, Tiger Woods. And I'll is. say this. If I put myself in Justin Thomas's shoes and that happened to me, boy, would it get my goat. It would get my goat. If somebody did that to me, I'd be like, oh, my God. Even Tiger, though? It's Tiger. Well, it's Tiger. But, yeah. I mean, you'd have to laugh, but you're also like, oh, my God. He, he really just did that. I mean, it's kind of cool in a way oh, that no. Tiger Woods is so happy about beating you in something that, I mean, that's like an honor that Tiger. He hands you a tampon? I know, but Tiger is like, Tiger thinks so much of me that he would he would actually give me the business for something. That's kind of cool, actually. That he gave you a tampon. Possibly. I'm just, the way I'm thinking about it is, like, it's almost a compliment. Women that get periods are coming for your head today. And, yeah. It's not, not a compliment. So you're saying it's an insult. Yes, it's an Why insult. Why would it be an insult? Because that, that was the whole... Are you insulting women? No, he was. Uh, it's a compliment to, say to Justin Thomas. By giving him a tampon. That you are such a big hitter that I don't even think I should be able to hit it past you. How's that a compliment? That you are just digging. Just, I mean, just. I feel like Woods is the one who's me. Now my calling an insult. What's insulting about a tampon? There's nothing the, insulting about a tampon. The uh, the implication is that you hit it like a woman. Oh, is what you're saying? No, that's what he's saying. Oh, he's saying that. Correct. Why would he hand him a tampon? What's happening right now? I don't know. Like, why? why I don't understand. Like, you get it? Are you confusing? Yeah. No, I know you get it. Yeah. All right, finally, a little doo-doo this on a Friday. DD mega doo-doo. We've seen this a couple of other times with um, teams that that win a championship and reaching out kind of toward the other side, like the Olive Branch. And this one was kind of cool that uh, Chiefs fans, after their team won the Super Bowl, have raised more than $100,000 for Jason Kelsey, Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey's Be Philly Foundation. Um, and it's a really cool foundation. It helps public school students in Philadelphia. And after the Super Bowl, Chiefs fans began donating to the charity in increments of $14 
and ninety cents. That's uh, eight seventy for Travis Kelsey's number eighty-seven plus six dollars and twenty cents for Jason Kelsey's number sixty-two. And it's uh, it's gone around so much that they have raised like a hundred thousand dollars for this charity. I do like that bit, man, a lot where they donate. Like to we're it. enemies for, for yes, a couple of weeks, 100%. and then afterwards, well, let's come together and be friends I like and, that. and do something positive for the community. That is something I really, really enjoy. Now, I'm less excited about the fact, well, Polly will get to it in the round of report, what the other Kelsey brother, Travis, is going to be His doing. reward for winning the Super Yes. Yeah. I have no interest in that, but we'll save that for later. I or really don't either. Don't and do do this for a Friday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, Craig Elston, who is uh, currently in the throes of COVID-19, will get a firsthand account of his uh, his experience and ordeal. But he said, I feel okay to call you, call in and give us a Crossing Streams recommendation. Very excited about the recommendation. We started already. You can also so, ask him about uh, his thoughts on what Manny Machado said this morning. Uh, that is something else. Uh, All right, we'll have that tweet, uh, that info for you from Padre Spring Training as well about Manny. And his contract situation coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Sammy Spring Training already coming through with some big-time audio we're going to play for you in just a moment. Directly from the source, Manny Machado with his most direct comments yet about his contract status. Of course, he's got an opt-out at the end of the season. The Padres have said they want to keep him in the fold. Padre for life. Peter Seidler does not want to let Manny get away. And uh, you'll hear what Manny had to say, and we'll talk with Craig Elston as well. In just a moment, first, this hour on the fan is brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive, Craig, and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com, and we'll be back after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. From the premier Buick GMC of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the premier auto family, here's Kelly Danek. Traffic is sponsored by Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Got a vehicle fire now on the southbound side of the 5 right before the 805 split. That is over the right shoulder. And eastbound 54 at Briarwood Road. Tow trucks on scene assisting with a solo vehicle accident. Coach Kintara and Joe Musgrove's choice. They're a different kind of dealership looking to be a solid community partner and deliver excellent service. They're Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Kelly Danick with Ben and Wood, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And uh, Craig's not the only one under the weather. My uh, son wasn't feeling good yesterday. I went and had to pick up some more COVID tests. Fortunately, he tested negative. But, uh, hey, it's winter. It's cold out. And, uh, you know, people are sneezing and coughing. And sickly. Runny noses right now. And I felt bad when I saw the tweet yesterday from our friend Craig Elston, the, the two positive lines on the COVID test. Uh, Craig, how are you feeling this morning, buddy? 
Not well. Oh, he's on mute there. Sadly, we have oh, lost we Greg. He is no, no, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone. COVID. Oh no, you're there. No, I you're was mu- <laughs> I was muted uh, so that uh, you could play audio. But with to answer your question, I'm actually feeling really good right now. Like other than being trapped in my back office, uh, pretty darn good. Pretty pretty good. Now Ben so, uh, Ben said he was worried about you, but what his first thing was, oh man, we have to find a new guest now for <laughs> seven seven thirty five. Because you know how he operates. Yeah, you sound good, though. You sound good, yeah. Yeah, I feel fine, feel fine. You know, I'm not trying to minimize it, and I'm only on day two, so God only knows. But uh, really, other than chills and a little bit of a stuffy nose, I've, I've just been hanging out here, uh, you know, offering the, the family advance warning before I mask <laughs> up and walk out and then lice all everything on the way back. Such a beating. All right, let's mute Craig again so we can play this uh, audio from Sammy Spring Training. Uh, just now from Manny Machado on his contract status going into his opt-out year with the Padres. you going to be a Padre next year, you think? Am I going to be a Padre next year? 2024? I mean, so far this year I'm a Padre, but who knows after next year. I know uh, <laughs> obviously the team knows where, where I stand in my situation and you know with the opt-out coming. And, you know, I think I've expressed that I will be opting out after this year, um, you know, but... I think my focus is not about 2024. I think my focus is about 2023, what I can do to this ball club, what I've done for this organization, and you know what we're going to continue to do here. I think we got something special here growing, and um, you know I don't think uh, anything's going to change. Is that going to be fairly easy for you to focus on? Just I play baseball. I play baseball. Um, you know I go out there and um, you know do what I can every single day. Um, you know I think ultimately we're all here to do one thing, one thing only especially in this planet, is to do what we're blessed to do. And, you know, I was blessed to play baseball, and that's what I'm going to do every single day and, um, you know, try to keep leading this team in, in the right path and keep doing the things that we need to do as a ball club here. And I think, uh, you know, try to – try to. there's going to be a lot of noise. There's going to be a lot of noise, you know. Um, definitely in Padre Stadium. Definitely in Padre Stadium. going to be a lot of noise there, but definitely a lot of noise around the league and around um, – you know, a country with, with a lot of different things, obviously. Um, so I think we're just going to have to get together as a team and just focus in on, on our goal. And, um, you know, ultimately that, that's all that matters. Uh, I'm not really going to gonna gonna comment on that. So, um, you know, on any or if there is. But, uh, you know, I'm just, just here to play baseball and just continue to do what I got to do and, you know, let my agent and, and, and the front office and AJ and Peter handle that. They know they know where we stand, and uh, you know, um, you know. I think that's 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 all that I could could answer. Okay, well, now here's the deal, though. When you watch Manny, it's one of my favorite things about him. This he's full on like the side the, smirk. the smirk and the like. He's mad, but he's never really mad because he always has a little bit of a glint in his eye, and he always has a little kind of sideways smile, and he's saying it. He's saying it. Everything he's saying is accurate. He has an opt out. He's absolutely entitled to use it. Um, he did say something in there that I liked, and he said, you know, I, he said I think something to the effect of, you know, I want to be here. Uh, they know where I stand, so that's good. That's a good. Thing. Well, let, let me I'm ask Craig. Take a positive. I've got some thoughts here too, but let's ask Craig Elston after hearing that from Manny Machado. Are you more or less confident that he'll be a Padre in 2024 after hearing that answer? Uh, that answer exactly mapped to where I thought his headspace was. So uh, it doesn't move my needle one way or the other. Uh, I'd still put it as a majority likelihood. 
uh, that the Padres are going to come to terms with Manny. I think there's at least a small chance that they get it done before the start of the season. Definitely complicated by the fact that he'll be away for three weeks, but doesn't mean Peter Seidler and, and AJ Preller can't talk to his agent uh, while he's off at the WBC. Um, my dream scenario is he returns with that championship for the DR and they make the announcement the last week in Peoria uh, before the team goes back. But, you know, having said that, guys, this is one of the the most unique situations I can remember for this type of negotiation because Manny is in the prime of his career. There's no question that he just had his best season as a San Diego Padre. And I think there's also very little question that the next deal Manny Machado signs isn't going to be great for the ball club that signs him. You know, he he mentioned later in that interview, according to Dennis Lynn, that he wanted to play as long as Nelson Cruz, which is to 42. Okay, great. You know, we're talking about a 12, 13 year extension. Is that going to be a good extension for the club that signs him to it? Uh, right now it will be. And, and we don't want to see Manny leave. But, you know, much like Bogarts, you know, much like some of these other deals, there's kind of a long tail downside risk. So I'm going to stay on the same thing I've said all along. I think the Padres are going to sign Manny. I think they're going to get this done. But if the market and Manny and his agent decide that they are going for the absolute top dollar and someone else wants to give it to him, then that five-year, $150 million contract the Padres signed with Manny will be the best contract in Padres history. And they'll have money to apply to Juan Soto. Yep. I was asked by someone yesterday, I mean, isn't Manny happy? He loves it here. Why not just play out your contract? How much more money do you actually need? And and while I certainly understand from a, a human perspective, from a fan perspective, why that makes a lot of sense, I said, well, these baseball players are not just looking out for themselves. They also feel a responsibility to continue to push the market for other players forward. And when they have the opportunity to cash in with a big deal, they almost feel a responsibility to do so. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not every single one of them, but I think Manny understands that it's part of his responsibility as a premier superstar player that you know he shouldn't be turning down the opportunity to make several more years and several hundred more million dollars on a contract. That would be That would kind of be irresponsible of him to almost do so. And while, yes, it would... It risks then the possibility that he won't be able to stay in San Diego. I think he knows that that's part of the game. Clearly, we don't have a Corbin Burns situation here. Right, Manny's not he's not offended at the Padres. He's not offended by anything that's happened so far. Uh, he also understands that you know it's part of the business. These things don't happen instantaneously, and the club has many interests and other players that they're you know work you know trying to work out deals for and get in under a a luxury tax level and it all comes into play and it's very complicated and i don't think manny is is in the dark about what this process is really like craig no absolutely and and so we're all in this kind of weird spot like we expect this to happen and here's the other thing Major league teams are offering star players in their early thirties contracts into their early forties. Is that going to be the case in 2025? Is that going to be the case five years down the road? You know, when when Manny's 36, is he going to get another five year deal when he's 36? No, but he could get another five years on his deal when he's 31. 
So striking while the iron's hot from a market perspective is exactly what Manny and what Dan Lozano, his agent, should do. Everyone is acting properly in this circumstance. Even if Manny leaves the Padres, everyone is is doing and behaving exactly the way they should. It's just really tough for us. It's almost kind of like the Kawhi Leonard trade for the Clippers back in the day, guys, where you look at the deal and you go, this could be disaster for the organization, but it's also a deal they have to make. Uh, And that's kind of where I feel like the Padres are, are right now. Like they kind of feel like they have to make this deal with Manny, even if it winds up not being the best deal for the organization five, six years from now. Yeah. I mean, I'm already seeing people turn on him on, on social media, but that's what social media is for, you know, and, and saying, well, it's, he's, he's, you know, if he doesn't want to be here and that's just not how it works, it's just not how it works. You gotta, you gotta know that it it ain't, you know, like they say, it ain't show friends, it's show business and it is a business uh, after all. And we all want to paint that picture in our minds of, you know, hey, you're here and you love it and you're already making tons of money. Just opt in and let's let's ride. Um, it just the business of baseball doesn't work that way. So I don't fault him uh, at all for exploring his option. You know, it, it, it sucks. I, my, I'll be devastated if Manny goes somewhere else. Devastated. Um, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. And I just don't want it to be a distraction this season. This season's so important. And hopefully that uh, that doesn't happen, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's why I still until we get to opening day, and there's no deal. I'm thinking that this is right now the Padres' top priority in their front office, and it's something they're going to be working on pretty much every day between now and then. By the way, John Heyman tweeting out, amazing, aggressive Padres seem hopeful on Machado, and we'll try for Otani, but that one may be a little steep even for them with some details <laughs> on it as well. So, uh, Craig, why don't we get to this week's Crossing Streams recommendation oh, buddy something uh woods and i have already both gotten started uh this week yeah we're talking about full swing on netflix and uh you know it's pretty interesting because netflix has come up with a couple of different documentary series that have helped lift various sports the biggest one being drive to survive which brought a lot of younger fans into formula one racing by giving you that behind the scenes look, getting you into some of the personalities of the people behind the helmet, did the same with break point for uh, the tennis tour. And now here is full swing uh, covering the PGA in 2022. Now, if you are a golf fan, I don't really need to say anything. Just go watch the series and you're fine. Correct. But that's that, that is not what full swing is for. Full swing is for people who aren't golf fans. Full, I mean, it, it's for people who are golf fans, too. Don't get me wrong. Um, it, it's tremendous if you love golf, but it is designed for people who do not follow the sport. There are explainers within it that are so basic, especially in the first couple, three episodes. Uh, that it's like, you know, in a tournament, there are four rounds and the low score wins and a birdie means, you know, one stroke less than expected and all of that. But within that, this series is giving you storylines. It's giving you access to personalities. And Netflix received unprecedented access to the PGA Tour in 2022, including inside all the majors. Even the Masters opened their doors to Netflix 
for this series. I've watched, I'm, I'm into the fourth episode, guys. I've watched the first three, and I've got to say, I'm really, really impressed with the direction because the first one focused on Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, two friends grew up as rivals playing each other from high school all the way to the PGA. It was really good. And I've got to say, while I was watching it, I got so into Justin Thomas, he was then playing at Riviera. And like, I turned off the documentary yesterday uh, and (laughs) and went to watch JT play with Rory and play with Tiger Woods and and did that for the rest of the afternoon. Got back to it after the soccer's game at night. And I was like, boy, I really hope they don't just focus on success. And sure enough, the next episode on Brooks Kepka going from world number one to having no idea what he's doing. Just incredible. Yeah. And the third episode on Ian Poulter was tremendous tremendous and really gave insight into why a guy like ian poulter would take the live golf money and that's what's also being explored in this documentary in addition to getting into players and giving you incredible you know visuals great behind the scenes stuff uh, it's also getting into the storylines of one of the most turbulent years in the history of professional golf so this is really a high recommend it's slickly done uh it's tremendous storytelling and i think it really does have something for any sports fan, even people who are like golf and eh, don't care, not into it. Maybe check this out and you'll you'll be a lot more into the PGA Tour. Full swing on Netflix. A high recommend. How hard is it for you, though, to watch having COVID in quarantine and you can't go hit balls? Because oh my I God, watched dude. for 10 minutes and I was like, all right, I'm going to the range. Like it is. I mean, it is. It's addictive, man. I. I'm sitting here feeling okay, going, ah, Mission Trails is right down the road. Start putting into a wine bottle like uh, Brooks yeah, Kepka yeah. does. <laughs> I think there's an element to uh, of a lot of different reality shows, including this one, whether it's a, a Real Housewives type thing, where you see people who have a, a very fancy lifestyle. You see them on private yes. planes mm-hmm. and kind of behind the scenes. But at the same time, you also see Justin Thomas have to go into CVS on his own to try to buy some allergy medication on his way to winning the PGA championship. And I think that's interesting to people to watch that. All right. Rich people are really rich and they are nothing like us. And yet they're also just like us. Sometimes it's, it's weird and it's very compelling, I think to me. And that's one of the things that reality TV sometimes does very well. Yeah. And there's kind of a cribs element to full swing. Yes, yeah. big time. <laughs> you see Brooks Kepka's house and you're like, "Holy crap." You see Ian Poulter's house in in uh, We all the aspire US to live in, in Jupiter, Florida. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Precisely. Absolutely. Craig, oh, I'm so glad you liked it, Craig. It back, made me so back happy. Back on a two-game winning streak for the Sockers. They got another road Woo. game tomorrow in uh, Mesquite. Good luck uh, to them and thank you to you as always. I hope you feel better, you feel better and recover quickly. You bet, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Craig Elston on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Yeah, there's an, there's a scene in the first episode where Justin Thomas had a terrible third round at, at the PGA Championship. His allergies are going haywire. He has to go. He goes into the CVS. His card doesn't work at the checkout. Yep. You know, his system is like, all right, you fly on private jets. You live in this incredible lifestyle. And you're still trying to figure out how to work the self-checkout line at CVS just like the rest of us. It's it's compelling. It really is. It is. It's phenomenal. All right. Um, interesting stuff. We're going to continue that discussion on Manny Machado in our second half. But got some more entertainment stuff coming up. An old college friend of mine happens to be one of the producers for the movie Cocaine Bear. It's just unbelievable it's just that you know now. him. I do. And I he's going to join us coming up next year on 97.3 The Fan. 
all-star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.